on today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. Joe is back. Joe's got a couple days off from that place. Uh, probably not going to be here next week, but he's back for a little bit. Uh, we've got retro beer ratings from one of the absolute worst fucking pay-per-views I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> Fuck you, Chad. It was Capital Carnage from 1998 absolutely horrendous can't wait to talk about it uh weekly recap uh i'll just say it right now chad's the only person that watched raw because raw was on sci-fi this week along with nxt but i noticed it on tuesday morning that raw didn't record for me so did not watch raw and then uh nxt and dynamite had some pretty damn good shows per usual and we're going to finish out with trivia the return of trivia since joe is back it's going to be elimination chamber themed uh that's what chad picked and also fuck you for that because i'm going to suck at that and i believe joe will too because he said so before we press record uh as always you can follow us on twitter at ddt wrestle pod you guys ready to go Yep. Yep. Well, let's go. Welcome into episode 43 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I am Dylan, joined by Joe and Chad. How's everyone doing? Great. I'm good. Joe, you're back. Yeah. How was your, how was your time off? <laughs> <laughs> Must that, be that nice. Wasn't, that wasn't nice. That was very mean. <laughs> well, I've been, you know, I've been going to that place. And we I all do it at that place. We all go to that place. <laughs> you barely go any longer than Chad and I. That's not true. Let's all be honest with ourselves. I barely go there at all. You guys go there a lot more than I do. <laughs> I think that if you combined the amount of time that Chad and I are both at that place, probably still would not hit how long or yeah, how long Joe is there. I think that's probably. fair. Definitely fair. Uh, anyways, getting off of that subject, because fuck that um, news for the week, Joe and I didn't really have any news, but Chad decided to speak up uh, before we started recording and said, hey, have you heard about the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame? Chad, tell us about that. Yeah, so <laughs> most wrestling companies have their own Hall of Fame. Uh, Impact has their Hall of Fame. Uh WWE has their Hall of Fame. The NWA ha- uh, associates with the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, but the 
uh, Ring of Honor, who recently kind of dissolved, may or may not be coming back, has their own Ring of Honor Hall of Fame now. They're coming and back, has, right? I hope so. Um, I'm not going to put a lot of faith in it because of how much I'm seeing other people starting brands and stuff. Oh, But I hope they are coming back. Um, at least as a temporary thing, like a PWG thing, maybe where it's not like a permanent solution for anyone's like, but they are a, a, a company that hosts shows, maybe not week- weekly, but at least hosts pay-per-views and maintains titles, you know? Sure. But they have two, they've announced the first two entrants into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. Ever. Do These you are guys the first know? First two ever. First two ever. Do either of you have any guesses at who they were? Since uh, obviously this you guys one, haven't seen this news yet. This one really um, separates the men from the boys. All right. I'm going to go with two right off the bat. Okay. Punk and Brian. You are 50% correct. Brian Danielson was the second entrant into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. Um, They're going to be doing this week's episode of Ring of Honor. It's going to be fully, solely focused on him. But last week's episode was about the first entrance named to the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. Give me, give me, I feel like it's going to come to me here in like hopefully five seconds. If I, when I give you a hint in a second, it's going to make it obvious. Um, wow. Why the fuck is this? Are you looking? I'm, up? I'm literally cheating, but I couldn't find it. Is it Nigel McGuinness? No. Damn it. It is a tag team that never left Ring of Honor. Oh, the Briscoes. The Briscoes. The Briscoes. Damn it. That was 12 one of the, time that was one Ring of, the, of Honor champions. That was one of the links. World champion. That was one of the links I could have clicked on, but instead I clicked on some other one. And all it told yeah, me they, was uh, Danielson. Yeah, Danielson and the Briscoes are the first two entrants in the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. And Interesting. There's there's absolutely no one better for those for that first round of people. The Briscoes were legendary in Ring of Honor. 12 champions, 12 time champions. And then that's Jay Briscoe won the, the world title twice. That that that's a lot of championships. So yeah. Sounds like they deserve it. I don't really watch Ring of Honor, especially now. If you haven't seen the Briscoes, man, holy shit. I I really do. I want to get to it in like I don't know, like 10 to 20 years when we're done with the retro beer ratings. <laughs> <laughs> then maybe we'll swerve back to like, I don't know, and just watch like good Ring of Honor pay-per-views. But I don't know. I'll probably be dead by then. So who knows? Yeah, that would require me to make it to 50 as I'm about to turn 30. So yeah. Jesus, dude. Yeah, don't you're so old. It. Well, <sighs> um, that was really the only news that anyone had for this week. Thank you, Chad. Um, probably the biggest news for this, this, uh, this group of us, us three for this week. Um, we watched the world's worst fucking retro pay-per-view this week. It was called capital carnage. <laughs> if you remember, uh, probably like two or three weeks ago at this point, there was, I think it was three weeks ago. There was one of the longest, most drunk tangents of Chad fig- trying to figure out a way to watch Capital Carnage, whether it be on Peacock or buying it on DVD or VHS for fucking $80. Uh, sometime between three weeks ago and this week, Capital Carnage became available to watch on Peacock. Um, I was trying to re- figure out, like, as I was watching it, like, why it was not on Peacock. And then... It got, we got to, I got to a certain point in the pay-per-view and I was like, that's why 
And it I remembered it. It was within the first hour. Well, there's 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 a couple there. I think there's a couple reasons. Yeah, I think there's two reasons. There's yeah, we'll get to it, but uh, I'll say it right now. Shane McMahon and Jacqueline. Oh, yeah, the Jacqueline. Shane yeah. Shane slash Vince McMahon. Yeah, for sure. But they're 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 racist and homophobic tangents. It was ridiculous, but we will. I, I just I just want to remind you that you wore a Shane O'Mac shirt. Like oh, that's true. When we watched the Royal Rumble, Chad wore a Shane O'Mac jersey from Survivor Series some year when he was on the 2016. Yeah, I think so. He was on that team. Boom. Give me a trivia point. Um, nope, doesn't count. Fuck. But yeah, uh, so. We can cancel Chad. <laughs> so since he affiliates with Shane O'Mac. Yeah. Chad, sorry, any comments? Chad. Any comments on that? Except I'm not sorry because you're a homophobic racist. <laughs> I I am not, but Shane is, and I, I I now regret having ever bought merchandise. Yeah, dude, you gotta do your research on like everything who's, who's, ever done and every t-shirt ever been at before I buy any more shirts. Yeah. Whose t-shirt are you really buying? You know? The, and that was that that same night you said you had a Marty Skrull shirt. So, wow, dude! Oh, you did actually I have, say that. <laughs> I, I have not worn that since the allegations came out, and I don't <laughs> plan on bringing the Shane O'Mac back. So, don't yeah, worry. But the fact that you haven't burned them yet—that's what makes you racist and homophobic oh, and sexist, and whatever else, whatever other words we can call you. Xenophobic, misogynistic. Anyways, do not affiliate with the beliefs of these people. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, making you feel uncomfortable. Um, let's start with signs because that was probably well, a lot of signs. And th- that was like the only decent part. Maybe this in the last two matches signs in the last two matches, like the only good, if you want to say good part of this pay-per-view. Um, I want to start by saying something that's not a sign, but it was the first note I took. Um, the when the when the show opened and jr's like welcome everybody to whatever the fuck capital carnage uh the opening pyro when the pyro goes off when they're opening the show it shook the fucking cameras and like the roar from the crowd inside the arena the cameras shook like so many times whenever the crowd would pop during this pay-per-view it was ridiculous. It the camera was on a set of bleachers that every time someone jumped up and down, the, the, the bleachers would like shake and cause like the camera to shake like every time. It could have also been that. I mean, they were in the UK. Whoa, dude. You sound like Vince right now. Whoa. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> all right. What's, what signs do you guys have? And then I'll just uh, I'll, I'll go back and hit all the signs that I have that you didn't say. There weren't, I don't think there were many good signs, but there were a lot of signs. Like there were so many signs, but yeah, like the, the screen, the camera went over the crowd and like, it was just the entire audience was signs, but yeah. the, I'll say the funniest one I saw, I think, uh, just cause it's, you know, nostalgic is there was a, a Kenny from South Park sign and it said, Vince killed Kenny. You oh, bastard. I didn't know. Like. <laughs> There was also like a lot of signs that like if I would have paused it and like really paid attention, I probably could have like seen some really good ones. But I chose not to do that and only write down the ones that I saw like as it flashed on the screen. 
but I did see I did see Kenny on a sign, but I could not make out what it said. Yeah, I wrote down the Vince killed Kenny sign. I thought it was one of the better ones. Chad, other ones I had that I really liked. Uh, Rocky sucks cocky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Sable Spice because the Spice Girls were really big in '98, so and especially I, in the UK. Yeah, so, I had that one too. Sable Spice. Uh, Sable is my Viagra, yep. which was a good one. Uh, Take me to the edge, which I'm sure we'll see more than once. So I'm sure we won't. That one won't go away. And then wrestling is not fake. Damn it! Was I, want, I was hoping not, none of you saw that. I feel like that one was like one that you saw, like very like, like the screen flashed, and then it was gone. Like you had to you had to really pay attention to see that one. I was really proud of myself for seeing that one. Um. I was really paying attention during this pay-per-view because I was so excited to watch it. Yeah, I bet you were. Um, so the only other ones I had, there was a sign that said signs suck. Uh, there was a sign that said ultimate farting champion for, I think, Ken Shamrock. And then the funniest one for me was, I, so I watched I watched this over the, the course of a few days, but the first day that I was sitting down watching it, Leslie was sitting there watching it with me. And it was during the Val Venus entry and it was like, um, it did like the whole hello ladies. And then I turned to Leslie and I was like, hello, Leslie. And then not even like five seconds later, there was a <laughs> fucking sign that said, hello, Leslie. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, I did see that sign. So I can, I can second that that was, that was definitely there. Um, oh, there was also a Vince's gay sign. I don't know if we've had a Vince's gay. I think we've had him on the list of people that people try to slam with homophobic words that I do not agree with. I mean, good for them trying to get back at him, though, during this show. Oh, yeah, good point. So they, they, they were just fighting back. More to come on that. Yeah. Um, but before we get to that, uh, the first match was Gangrel versus Al Snow. And what a banger it was. <laughs> <laughs> we could really just like zoom through like these first, I don't know, eight matches because they were fucking trash. This was clearly like one of those uh, like foreign pay-per-views where they just try and throw as many big stars at you as possible without having to like build any storyline to why the match is happening. So like. They, they couldn't there was no recap videos for most of the pay-per-view there was no build it was just here's gangrel and the brood versus al snow here it I is mean, there was there was one match that had a lot of build and a lot of very good build to it um yeah, val sure. venus okay. and val venus and gold dust yeah such good Jesus. <laughs> still <laughs> awkward uh, we've been following that story for a while now way too long um yes, this beer, this this match got a beer. <laughs> Let's start with that. Yeah, it got a beer. It wasn't great. Uh this is a lot of gangrel for me in one week because you know what I watched this week? I watched that Lunan of a Sean episode of Dark Side of the Ring. I had no idea Gangrel was married to Luna Vashon. I think we've talked about that before. Maybe I, I just missed that. that at all. But a lot of gangrel for me this week. Mm-hmm. Um Gangrel won this match. After uh, some interference from Edge, yeah, I got a beer, like Joe said. Uh, and then we moved on to LOD 2000 versus the Headbangers. Uh, it was Animal and Draws. 
Hawk. Uh, they showed a recap video of Hawk uh, basically dying, but they said he was in the hospital. They like they said him. it was an on-screen suicide attempt. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, that's what I wrote. I was like, I wrote Hawk suicide storyline question mark. Oh my god, they were okay with literally anything in '98. We got yeah. <laughs> we got fake baby storylines. We got homophobic. We've got breasts just popping out in England. And last but not least, now we've got an on-screen suicide attempt. Just wait till May Young gives birth to a hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. It doesn't get any better in the WWF in 1998. I mean, this is the glory days, allegedly. So maybe not for quality of wrestling, but the hilarious storylines, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, this won the Monday Night War. Let's just remember. Yeah, also that. This is the thing that won Americans over when it came to wrestling. Um, did you guys happen to see the what was on the shirts of the headbangers? Because I thought it was hilarious. No. No. So Thrasher's shirt said, sex is dead. And it was a Marilyn Manson shirt. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was just funny to me. And then Mosh's, Mosh's shirt said, American by birth, Antichrist by choice. <laughs> I wonder I, who that was by. I don't know. It was just hilarious. Just like, what the fuck? Um, but this match was also absolutely god awful. And I don't even remember who won. Uh, head the, head, the headbangers won. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was Draws. Draws like broke up his own team's pinfall because he wanted the glory or whatever. And then that's also a Marilyn Manson t shirt. Oh, it is? They wanted, yeah. Yeah. And then they brawled a little bit afterwards. Yeah. So yeah, I guess the Draws is breaking up with uh, Animal here. Yeah. So Animal's just going to be all on his own because Hawk tried to kill Heinrich shows up. Oh, just you wait, Joe. Hi, Din. Hi, That only is like seven years from now. So for our retro beer ratings, it's only you know three and a half years from now. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be great. If we're alive by then. That's true. Um, this match got three quarters of a beer. Uh, and then I I took a note for the little recap video they showed between that okay. match and the next match. They showed a recap video of Paul Bearer getting shoved in a sewer. <laughs> they threw the fucker down a sewer, and it wasn't even like fake sewer. It was literally just outside of some stadium. It, they it put, made me laugh they so put hard. Paul Bearer down the fucking sewer. <laughs> it was Kane and Stone Cold. The funniest part was like Bearer either like fell down or they dragged him out there, and then. He was like, I don't know, three or four feet away from the, the actual like manhole covering. And then Austin turned around and Paul Bearer got closer to the already open manhole cover <laughs> or like the opening. And then they just shoved him down like he, he, he decided to get closer to the hole as they closed in on him. That's how it was scripted. So it was. Well, yeah, but it was just hilarious. <laughs> um. They shoved a fucker down the sewer. I like wrote that in all caps on my notes. <laughs> it was just so funny. Um, and then we had uh, Val Venus versus Gold Dust. Could this be the final match of this rivalry? Oh, please, God, let it be. I'm pretty sure it was. I think I looked it up. 
but I couldn't, I honestly can't remember. Um, at this point, they've already had the baby storyline, right? And they've already had the Marlena tries to go back to Goldust and he tells her no storyline. So, yeah. It's got to be the end of this whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't, I was trying to read subtitles, uh, but because I'm watching NXT right now. Uh, but you guys talked about how Val Venus got she tried to say i'm pregnant and he's he got a vasectomy yeah yes yeah so the the quote i had from this match was jerry lawler saying i once tried to get a i I once tried to trick a girl or sorry i once tricked a girl into marrying me by telling her she was pregnant (laughs) because they were talking about how uh well marlena or terry runnels is trying to trick them into marriage whoever into marriage Sorry, um, I got distracted. I also have quotes from this match. It's kind of like a, it's basically a conversation between Jerry Lawler and King, or Jerry Lawler and uh, Jr. Uh, King is like, he was asking Jr. like a, about Terry. He's like a woman with how many principles, and Jr. just goes on to say like zero in a bunch of different ways. He's like none, zero, zilch, and he like continues on, and J- and King is just like slapper. <laughs> <laughs> Just in the middle of him talking, slapper. Um, but yeah, this this was also really fucking bad. Uh, Val Venus won. And at, at one, go ahead. At one point, uh, Goldust low blowed Val Venus, and Jr. said maybe he should buy a cup. And Jerry Lawler said he'll need two cups. And I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> And then I think after the match, because like Goldust went for the Shattered Dreams, like, I don't know, once or twice during the match. And then after Valvinus won, uh, Goldust ended up hitting it on him. Uh, but this got a beer. Yeah, it did. And it was good. And uh, then some things happened. Oh, boy. All, all right. I'll just say all I wrote for this was. Um, this next segment went for fucking ever. Holy shit. Shane and Vince's comments. Yeah. So it was like Pat Patterson, Gerald Briscoe, Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon. They come out there and they start talking about Vinny Jones, who I learned a lot about Vinny Jones in this pay-per-view. All I knew about Vinny Jones was that he was in uh, all those British movies like Snatch and Two Guns or was it Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels and things like that. I thought he was an actor from Road Trip. Um, apparently <laughs> he was a famous soccer player and I did not know that they said um, that a lot that he was a soccer that, player. That's how I, that's what I learned in, in capital carnage. So thank God I watched capital. Oh, carnage you had so me thinking that like capital carnage, like piqued your interest. So you like Googled Vinnie Jones's life. And I was going to say, I'm glad somebody well, learned, did, learned something, but I, I he'd already, they had already taught me that he was a football player at that point, or a soccer player, as we call yeah. it here in America, you, you meant to say football. Really, it's soccer. Football player. Yeah, so they each take their turns like ranting on something about either England and or Vinnie Jones and Shane McMahon goes on an incredibly homophobic rant followed by Vince McMahon going on a super anti-English rant and then kind of ends it on a um kind of racist against Middle Eastern people comment at the end. Yeah. It was, and uh, this went for like 12 minutes. It was something yeah. else. This was long. Yeah. 
and just Jamie Mann a, thought he was hitting zingers too. He yeah. he was laughing at himself the whole time. Well, and just as a friendly reminder, Chad owns the Shane McMahon jersey from oh Survivor Series 2016. <laughs> and he bought that after 1998. I just want to make that clear. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. Yeah, I that's where his money dollar, dollar. Buying his money. Actually, dollar. I actually don't think that we're going to be seeing any money anytime soon. Not with three listeners. Yeah, I don't... You're right. Damn it. Now I'm depressed. Speaking of depressing, the next match was Tiger Ali Singh versus Edge <laughs> in what was easily the shortest and most, uh, or sorry, least entertaining match of the entire night. Yeah. This match was like three and a half minutes long. Yeah. Um, Singh before, I I, can't, I think it was before, oh no, he, he made his entrance and then started talking when he was in the ring. And he was like, I would like to dedicate this match to all my forefathers. And King was like, he has forefathers? <laughs> you fucking idiots. But yeah, this was this was over very quickly. Uh, Singh, Singh beats Edge by cheating. Real fast. Real fast. And they got a half a beer. Yeah, we can just keep moving on. That was the these matches are just bad. Yeah. I, but I do really appreciate you making us watch this, Chad. Um, but yeah, the next match was the mixed tag team match. It was Sable and Christian versus Mark Miro and Jacqueline. Um, they talked a lot about this being Mark Miro's last match. I confirmed on Wikipedia, because you can't lie on there, that this was Mark Miro's last appearance for the World Wrestling Federation. Darn, that big push we talked about must have worked out. Yeah, for Mark Miro. I always um, thought Miro was going to get a huge push, but damn, nope, not going to miss that guy. Um, he he didn't get pushed. Instead, he got his pants pulled down during this match. Not Go the ahead. only wardrobe malfunction in this match. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jacqueline, she got her top ripped off while she was on the ref's shoulders. <laughs> Don't ask Do how she got up this there. Was- do you do you com- do you think this is completely written into the script, or do you think this was an accident? Um, the way Sable reacted, I honestly don't know. I think it was I think it was scripted. It was. Centered, I think because right? they were. I think that because they were in England, they could get away with more on pay per view than they could do in the United States. So I think that they they wrote this into the script, and Jacqueline was probably okay with it. I could see that. Skybox office doesn't have the same ratings restrictions as pay-per-view in America. Damn. Damn America. Damn it was censored. It was censored though, right? It was yeah. censored on the Peacock that we watched. Peacock. Yeah. I guarantee okay. you, if you watch that in 1998, that they wouldn't have been. And by they, yeah. I mean her chesticles. I mean it was live. That's true. They didn't have like seven second delays in uh 1998 so live is live um jr and king very horny during this match very both of them very horny during this match um and then also during this match jr quote uh i think this is while mark miro was on top of the ropes or something something was happening and jr was like he wants to leave wwf with a bang and mark miro like immediately got dropped on the top rope on on his nuts it was a pretty funny moment yeah 
Bang, bang. Lots of low blows. Lots of low blows during this entire pay-per-view, honestly. Yeah. And you had a gold dust match, so you obviously got to count all those. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm really glad I chose not to incorporate that into the drinking game a while back. I think once upon a time when it was still in its infancy stage, low blows were a thousand percent a drink. What a time to be alive. The drinking game before it was finalized. Speaking of drinking, what are you drinking there, bud? Um, beer. That Piss like water, okay. Uh, uh, Mick Ultra. It is. It's. Uh, I didn't go out and get any beer. I just. I'm drinking what's left in my fridge. That's mm, my last. I did that oh wait, no. I. I have. I, yeah. Yeah, but I, my <laughs> clean out my fridge is drink the fucking Mick Ultras or Bud Lights or Coors Lights that are in my fridge, not the fucking like four locos and buzz balls that i bought when i was 16 years old that i chose not to drink once i turned 17 years old buzz balls fucking nerd um mixed tag got a beer yeah yeah wardrobe malfunctions don't get a drink so one beer that is true also just just not something that i mean if you think about it right why would I put that in the drinking game? One, they don't happen that often. And two, it'd be like we were celebrating the wardrobe malfunction. Which, That's a very valid point. Yeah, mm-hmm. nowadays, wardrobe malfunction is very bad. Very not good yeah. for these women or men. Not Definitely not scripted anymore like it used to be. Yeah. Um, then we had the Intercontinental Championship on the line, which is Ken Shamrock versus Steve Blackman. You would think, you know, probably decent match. It wasn't. It was not good at all. <laughs> um, I I have like no good notes for this match. Shamrock won. It took it took forever for me to realize this was an intercontinental championship match. They didn't like outright say it at the beginning of the match until like it was halfway through the match, and then I was like, "Oh, Steve Blackman is a number one contender for the intercontinental championship." They literally said it before the match started. Like J.R. King said it before the match started. <laughs> And you know how Must they do the graphic? That. You know how they do the graphic when the championship's on the line that like flashes across the screen? Did they do that? That was there. Maybe I'm blind. Big dumb stupid head. Blind and stupid. Yeah. I got a beer and a quarter though for this match, so I don't think I'm very blind. Mm. Yeah, that's what I got to. Okay, thank God. <laughs> to this point of this pay-per-view, by the way, we are still sitting below a beer per per match. Yeah, and we're and gonna continue to be there for at least, I don't know, two more matches until, <laughs> until the second to last match. You can thank Edge and Tiger Ali Singh for that, though. Um, next match: Jeff Jarrett versus Triple H. Triple H finally back on pay per view. The storyline behind this uh, this match is Triple H was supposed to go up against Rock for the WWF Championship, but in that 14 minute xenophobic homophobic rant that we talked about before <laughs> there was also uh, some information put out <laughs> yeah we we found out that triple h was no longer going to be part of that match uh that it was going to be uh, x Pac versus uh the rock here we go and that triple h was actually going to be going one-on-one with jeffrey j jarrett not hardy yeah jarrett, oh, yeah specifically okay. i was trying to think of who, which jeffrey j you were talking about <laughs> I do want to point out in this match that uh, China was wearing assless chaps. She was showing um, off your favorite part of her body. <laughs> that's not true. Um, <laughs> oh, 
What is your favorite I have, part? I don't have a favorite part of China's <laughs> body. Um, almost set yourself up there for that one. Yeah, I don't have a favorite part of China's body. That's weird because point being a f- like maybe a month or two ago, you you said on this on the show that you liked her you, ass. You edited it to make it say that I said that, but you can't point being, that. You said it right afterwards that you were going to do it, and it sounds tightly choppy. So, so if you listen to that show, just after Chad says that, just hit the skip fifteen seconds part, and you'll never know that it was edited. Yeah. If it was, I'm not going to say that it was. Other than China's assless chaps, Deborah came out with Jeff Jarrett and looked, she looked like a mess. As most Um, women in the 90s did in the WWF. And yet, uh, Jerry the King Lawler was still thirsty during this match. Oh, I hope you're about to say what I think you're going to (laughs) say. So, probably my favorite quote of the night. King says... I don't know what the eight wonders of the worlds are, the world is the world are, but looking at Deborah McMichael, she has two of them. And then in possibly the most innocent, nice guy response, JR says, Yeah, she does have very pretty eyes. That is <laughs> <laughs> That's the exact quote that I had, but I have him saying that about China. No, he said he specifically said Deborah McMichael. Well, it'd make more sense if he said China because she was the eighth wonder of the world. Yeah, he also said, I don't know what the nine wonders of the world are. I wrote down, I don't know what the nine wonders of the world are, but looking at China, I'd say she's got two of them. I know that she said that he said Deborah McMichael because I wrote down Deborah McMichael and I never would have known her last name if I hadn't written that down. That's about that. That's my only proof. Okay. And I'm not going to watch Capital Carnage again to find out. <laughs> I would I would also, for this match, there's actually a lot of notes for this match because they're funny. I would like to officially add Tim White to a graduate <laughs> of the Aubrey Edwards School of Referees because there were so <laughs> I think many he things. He used to be the professor. He was, yeah, he probably taught Aubrey Edwards how to, how to do it. But there were yeah. so many things that happened in this match right in front of Tim White. Deborah uh interfering on the outside just while tim white is watching tim white not doing a fucking thing about it and then just like things happening like not even like directly behind tim white but just like in his peripheral vision that he didn't catch just some god-awful refereeing in this match and it's just hilarious i gotta be honest i do love the hilarious refereeing sometimes but when Aubrey Tim White it. was the king of the referee in the ninety in the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, it's really just when Aubrey does it, I got to be really harsh on her because she does it the most nowadays. Um, yeah. Triple H wins this match, obviously. Uh, and as much as we've talked about it, you would think that it got a decent amount of beer. Uh, it got one, got one beer. beer, one single, one singular beer. Uno cerveza. Yeah. Trash. Absolute trash. The next, the next segment was a pre, pre-taped video pack of D'Lo Brown going around Europe, and I thought it was very funny. So, was, yeah, when this happened, it made me think that D'Lo Brown was still the European champion the entire time. And then I watched the Rock X-Pac match, and I was like, huh. 
why did they even have that segment? And it's just because D'Lo Brown used to be the European champion. He's no longer the European champion, but he's still a champion of Europe. Is, is I think what the commentators said, specifically King. And in the video pack, he was, he was going around Europe and speaking like he was European. And then he, he ended it, the, the video by saying, it's so good to be European. <laughs> um, I also watched, so as I said earlier, I watched this in segments. So I think I watched the, from this point on, I was watching the pay-per-view. There's only three matches left. Yeah, I watched the last three matches this morning. Um, so after Dynamite, and I have, a, I have a quote that I wish JR said, but obviously he would never say. But when Mark Henry was in the ring, I wish JR would have said, Mark Henry looks like an old Keith Lee. <laughs> because that's what he said about Keith Lee last night. But in reverse. Way to, way to spoil Dynamite for everyone. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. well, okay, this episode comes out on a fucking Sunday. If you don't know anything about that by now, Get out of here, dude. Spoiler alerts. We had to wait two weeks for you to watch Spider-Man. You couldn't even wait one week or until later in the episode about Keith Lee. Spoilers, dude. Jesus. Hey, Joe, remember that time we saw Spider-Man on the day it came out and Dylan didn't watch it and we had to hold all that information inside? Yeah, and we were really good about it. We, we were bottled up, but you know, Dylan just decides to blurt out Keith Lee's on Dynamite. The Forbidden Door entrance. I think it's pretty funny <laughs> that you just brought that up and Joe's wearing a Spider-Man shirt. Oh, would you look at that? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, sorry. Uh, don't worry. I'll Maybe I'll cut that. Um, I don't have any other notes for this match, though. Nope. <laughs> it was another fucking trash match. It was for the tag titles, New Age Outlaws in the Nation. Uh, we don't call them the nation anymore, I thought. I only wrote the nation because their entrance oh, video said the nation. Yeah, oh, it's still well, said I guess they are still. No, never mind then. I think they I were just didn't remember as, them calling them that. I think they were introduced as Mark Henry and D'Lo Brown, but like I was like, okay, I was looking and I saw their entrance video still said the nation. It wasn't the same music or anything, but I was like, I don't, I just didn't feel like writing down D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry. It's a lot easier to write down the nation. Yeah, this match. No, We've talked about this way longer than this match probably lasted at this point. It was only uh, a beer. Twas. Twas a, twas a beer. Whoa. Joe is reacting to something he just saw in Dynamite. Oh, I bet oh, I know what it is. DZ? It's DZ. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Not well, Dynamite. Not so, Dynamite. So, Chad, do, should I say something about you saying that? Or both of you just saying no. Dolph Ziggler right now? And I, said, I didn't say that. You, you said that. I said DZ. said DZ. That you was said DZ, and Joe said Dolph. No, Ziggler. I was okay. Then Joe ruined it. I didn't ruin it. I just said his initials. It could be anybody. It could be Danny Ziegler, D'Angelo, uh, Zoloft, Zoni, <laughs> Zoloft. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. I kind of danger xylophone. That starts with an X. <laughs> xylophone starts with an x you fucking moron god you're so fucking stupid you're um, right, right so the next match was x Pac, which starts with an x 
That is true. With an versus the rock. It was for the world wrestling WWF championship championship said at the same time, maybe a little bit before you, um, there was a recap video before the match started that showed that Shawn Michaels is now the commissioner of the world wrestling federation. So just catching us up on our current events at the time around, around the, the federation. Um, lots of low blows in this match, lots and lots of low blows. Then also the rock tried to uh, leave the match prematurely. Like Joe is currently doing on this podcast. He nodded and gave a thumbs up. No comment. Yeah. Oh, did so, you? I think he just muted himself so he can listen to what Dolph Ziggler saying. That's exactly that's what, what's happening. Okay. I thought he was like on a call from that place. And I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? No. He's he's listening to the events that happened on NXT that we'll talk mm, about later. That can't I, wait I'm to not talk about that. spoil right now. Best segment of that show. Yep. Um, there was some great refereeing in this match, unfortunately, because it ended the match. Earl Hebner, best referee of all time. Uh, Ooh, bold statement, Cotton. Oh shit! Did he do something cancelable? No, I don't know. I don't know anything about Earl Hebner other than he was a big guy in the 90s and then he went to a TNA at one point. And Who's your favorite I ref? Know. I I wouldn't have a good answer to that. Charles Robinson. Charles Robinson or Mike Kyoto is also up there. Hmm. That's a fair point. Um, well, Aubrey Red Edwards. Shoes from New Japan. Red Shoes is a good one. Red Aubrey shoes. Edwards for sure. Shut the fuck up. Keep watching NXT. <laughs> Um, Hebner gets knocked out in this match and then some interference happens and, uh, like late in the match, the rock gets on the outside. He pushes China over because triple H and China are on the outside. And then, uh, triple H attacks the rock and that's what Hebner ends up seeing and calls, calls the match and he gets two beers. I thought up to that point, this was a pretty good match. I, I was enjoying this match. It was the first one on the whole card that I like sat through and was enjoying. So yeah, I thought, yeah, definitely the only match to this point worth watching. If you're ever going to go back, yeah, if and I was watch to, a match. to go back and ever like recommend anything about capital carnage, just skip to the last, uh, I don't know, 45 minutes probably. And just watch the last two matches. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely don't watch the whole thing. Like we did, like Chad forced us to do. I didn't force this on anybody. Really? I just found that it was available. That's all I did. I said it's available. That's all I did. And if I had told you we weren't watching Capital Carnage, I would have 100% watched it without you and probably thrown a fit about it. Exactly. You definitely would have thrown a fit about it. Thank you, Joe. Welcome back. No, he's gone. Oh, <laughs> oh he's gone. He's just listening to that entire promo. Yeah, so getting back to the pay-per-view in the main event it was a fatal four-way between stone cold mankind kane and undertaker but it took forever to realize that because this is the weirdest start of a match i've seen in a long time we um, had... basically we started we started with who was it first uh, uh shane shane who we introduced had... gerald briscoe the referee we just had a, a bunch of special guests whatever the fucks in this match yeah, like Pac Patterson was the the ringside timekeeper, and Gerald Briscoe was the was the referee, and 
which uh, it was big original, boss man it was originally a, supposed to be the boss man he was supposed to be the ref but he became the enforcer and then Vinnie jones came out to be the other enforcer and then Vinnie jones put his hands on gerald briscoe and then gerald briscoe ejected Vinnie jones and this all happened before the match started and then we got mankind and kane who came down and well, then they rang and, the bell and also vince mcmahon was a special guest commentator oh yeah that is true but yeah, go but yeah ahead. They, they rang they rang the bell before two of the four people were in the ring. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, Mankind was and Kane were in the ring and then they rang the bell and started the match. And the commentators were like, but what about the other two? And then like 10 seconds later, Undertaker's music hit. Yeah, it was fun. I just started laughing like when Undertaker was doing his slow walk down to the ring. And then eventually the camera got behind him where. The camera was behind him facing the ring, and you could still see Kane and Mankind fighting in the background. And JR is like, and you could see there Kane and Mankind still going at it as like Undertaker still entering. And it's like, we still have one more person after this to enter the fucking match. <laughs> I thought it was funny because he like slow walked like he always does the ring. And then not long after he gets in the ring, Stone Cold's music hit, and then he runs up the ramp again oh, yeah. to attack Stone Cold. <laughs> I was like, you could have been in the match way quicker. Once the Undertaker's in the match, that's when he goes full throttle. But the entrance, you can't waste any, you can't waste any uh, energy on on your entrance. Not at all. I guess not. He slow rolled it as much as he could. Yeah. Um, the the Vinnie Jones part I thought was funny. Uh, he like shoved the boss man out of the ring, and Gerald Briscoe gave him a red card because he, <laughs> he plays yeah. soccer, football. There was a really good spot I enjoy in this match where I can't remember who it was, but one of the one of the bigger guys was using a I think it was Undertaker was using a a wire around Mankind's throat, and then Kane walked up behind Undertaker and put the wire on Undertaker's throat, and then Stone Cold walked up behind Kane and put the wire around Kane's throat. So it's like back to forth, like choking each other out with wire spot was my favorite spot in the whole match. Yeah, I, I wrote down lots of choking with wires on the ground. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, if like if we're if we're being real, wire around your throat is not nearly as bad as tape being around your throat or in your mouth. What I'm making a reference with, to the CM Punk and uh, MJF match last week. Oh, yeah, I forgot you weren't here uh, for yes. that. Ah, uh, yes. Now I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was but trash. <laughs> I listen to you guys talk about it. Thanks, dude. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for being an avid listener. He probably actually didn't listen to it. He only listened to it while editing, but didn't actually provide any listening numbers. Not one of the three listeners last week. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that that doesn't count for, for numbers. It doesn't really matter. Don't care about the numbers. We just really, we just really enjoy doing this. We enjoy talking about wrestling. And getting drunk while doing it. Sometimes already being absolutely hammered when the show starts. That causes Joe to puke. <laughs> yeah, Joe, have you puked. have you recovered from the Royal Rumble? You puked like before the second yeah. match start. Yeah, it took me like two days, but I was good. <laughs> I'm that age now. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, getting back to the main event, though, like this is a match that I never thought that Stone Cold was going to win, but he ended up fucking winning somehow. Really, because a new ref came in. That's that's the only real reason that he won. Yeah, 
your boy Earl Hepner came in and then uh, shared save, some beers. Save the day. Yeah, we got some Coors. I think those were Coors Originals that they were they were drinking. Earl Hepner even gave some middle fingers to the fucking crowd when he yeah. was drinking those beers. So yeah, there's your boy Earl Hebner. Yeah, this was this was a fun one to watch. The main event, it was fun. Yeah, not not like the greatest wrestling, as is per the usual for the Attitude Era. But there was almost no wrestling. It was mostly weapon use. Yeah, weapon use and like just punches and kicks, <laughs> just brawling. That's Stone Cold style. Um, yeah, it, it was fun. It was fun to watch this match. Uh, it got four and a quarter beers, and that leaves Capital Carnage with thirteen point seven five total beers. Trash for ten matches. De- Thanks, Definitely Chad. Not top ten. <laughs> oh, thousand percent not top ten. Um, I will have a very. I will have an updated beer ranking or beer ratings database next week. I swear. I'm going to hold you to it. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the weekly wrestling recap. And we'll start with SmackDown. Yo, SmackDown hit a new low. This episode sucked. Uh, one, two, three, four matches I wrote down, and three of them are rematches, not original. Yeah, yeah. I I had a note of another fresh matchup of Aaliyah versus Natalia. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And thank God, the return we've all been waiting for, Goldberg. Ah yes, Goldberg. Um, yeah, so Goldberg, Goldberg, and Roman Reigns are going to be facing off at Elimination Chamber in Saudi. That's the um, match. Have we a were... Saudi show without Goldberg, dude. That, that was the match we were never sad we missed. Uh, right around the start of the pandemic, they were they started the feud. Right. So they were supposed yeah, was, to they face were supposed off to be a wrestling... at WrestleMania that year, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and Braun Strowman got put in, and Braun Strowman won the title. Yeah. Yeah. It was Goldberg won it off of the Fiend in Saudi and then oh, was supposed yes. to go into Mania and lose it to Roman, but then Roman couldn't be there because of COVID. So Braun got put in and won the title. So maybe Goldberg wins the belt off of Reigns in Saudi, you know, because it's Saudi Arabia and he faces Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, you know? No. Because that's Stop. the match. That's the match we're looking to see for a third time at Stop. WrestleMania. Reigns and Lesnar? No, no, no. We're looking to see Goldberg versus Lesnar for the third time at WrestleMania. That'd be awesome, dude. (laughs) God damn. I don't know what I'd be more excited about. A jackhammer or a German suplex or a spear or an F5. Or a Superman punch. No, well, well, you were talking about (laughs) Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg and those are all the four of the moves that would be in that match. What about... That'd be the only four moves. Wait, wait. What about... Yeah, you're right. You're Dude, right. I could send you about a <laughs> nine-minute video that would be exactly what that match would look like. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest. There, The Lesnar-Goldberg match at Mania 33 was good. Goldberg has gotten worse since. 
Well, yeah. I don't know. Goldberg's last match was that uh was that no DQ match versus Bobby Lashley at Crown Jewel that was actually good. We've yeah. talked about no DQ matches, dude. No DQ matches are a handicap for they hide. They hide how old you are or bookers because yeah. you could just hit people with things and then it makes it look pretty good. I mean, it, it did every, end up being a good match. Every superstar should be in a no DQ match. It makes it exciting for, especially when you're drunk, you know, you just see a bunch of chair shots and kendo stick shots and somebody goes through a table. and Or maybe Triple H pulls out a toolbox and <laughs> takes pliers to, like, I don't know, Batista's nose ring. <laughs> or Randy yeah. Orton. Or Randy Orton pulls a screwdriver out. And Jeff, goes Hardy's Jeff Hardy's <laughs> earplugs. What, what are, oh, the gauge holes. That's, that's what they're called, gauges. Yeah, Speaking of Hell in a Cell, plugs, do you guys dude. remember that Hell in a Cell match with Seth Rollins versus the Fiend Bray Wyatt? <sighs> All right. Fuck, Speaking fuck of things you. that absolutely sucked, SmackDown happened on Friday, and we entered with Roman Reigns, and obviously was interrupted by Goldberg. We talked about now that the number one contender. Um, and that was about the most interesting thing that happened on the entire first half of the show. I was yeah. about to say, dude, I thought you were going to say throughout the entire show, dude, we got we finally got our answer on who is facing who Ronda Rousey's facing at WrestleMania, dude. We we never I, actually knew who she was going to face. I, mean, I called it. I called it before she even came back. Charlotte Flair. Yeah, you got to have closure on the Becky Bianca storyline. So it makes sense. I think you yeah. guys are definitely breezing over something pretty important, something that has proven true time and time again. Aaliyah versus Natalia. No, no, no. I want to go back to the (laughs) whole Goldberg thing. Go ahead. If other superstars just walked out to the ring and said, you're next, they would automatically be promoted to number one contender. It's incredible. It's. So you're saying you're saying that's all you need to do to be number one contender. Exactly. You just have to go out and say you're next. Or next, you don't I'm have it. to. You don't have to wrestle any matches to prove yourself. You just go out and say you're next, and then you have a title match. And no other wrestler has picked up on that. Yeah, that, you, know, guess, you know that might just be because he's him. You know, it probably is just because he's him. So you're saying if Reginald walked out to the ring <laughs> and told Stop. Roman Reigns that he was next, there's only one way to 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 find out. But time and time again, Goldberg has proven that if you just say you're next, you get a title champ or opportunity. Yeah, I am getting like, obviously, we're just we're obviously sick of seeing Goldberg, but like I'm very sick of him being thrust into a universal or WWE championship title opportunity every time he comes back. I wouldn't be so upset if it was just a match non-title every time he comes back but like then, the non-title match against bobby lashley yeah but there that was, was good like, that would require you to build a feud because you can't just have a random non-title match where goldberg comes back and says you're next and just have it they be for built non- that feud non-title and it worked yeah they built it but that was th- i will go down right now and say that the only good storyline and good match I have enjoyed from Goldberg in the last like five years was that Bobby Lashley no DQ match. I enjoyed the Lesnar Goldberg stuff from Mania 33 that started at Survivor Series that year that Goldberg pinned him in like a minute. Well, I don't even think it was a minute. I think it was shorter than that. 
Yeah, it was it was like a minute and a half is what it actually was. Speaking of things that I thought were good, I actually thought I think SmackDown produces one good quality match a week. And I went back to my notes and every match I say, oh, this match was actually not terrible. Which match do you think I thought was the good match of the night on SmackDown? Um, we already talked about and, and uh, it's not Aaliyah and Natalia. Natalia. Hmm. Shinsuke versus Jinder? No, that was trash. It was Dylan's favorite match. New Day versus Los Lotharios? New Day versus Los Lotharios was really good. Why was that my favorite match? No, the the Dylan the Shinsuke versus Jinder match was a championship contenders match. Your favorite? Oh, match. yeah. Fuck. But the the New Day Los Lotharios match, I actually thought New Day was going to lose. They they did such a good job selling some of the the big moves from Los Lotharios. This was actually a good match. Yeah. Um. Other stuff. Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura are finally having their Intercontinental Championship match. I think this will be the first time the Intercontinental Championship. Later. Has been defended in like, I don't know, at least three or four months. Also, I saw something on Twitter today because Charlotte Flair is on SmackDown. I, I want to talk about this. Um, Charlotte Flair has been the SmackDown women's champion for like a hundred, somewhere in the hundred to 110 day range. Um, any guesses at how many times it's been defended? Zero. One. Who was it against? I don't fucking know. Char- Charlotte defended her title since becoming the SmackDown Women's Champion. Yeah, probably Sasha. Was it Sasha? Was it just no. the SmackDown Women's Championship, or is it Naomi? She won the Raw Women's Championship, and then oh, did she the did title. have a title match against Naomi like a month ago on SmackDown. Okay. It was probably that. Holy Char- fuck. Charlotte just has the worst fucking title reigns. I hate them. Um, SmackDown can't produce a good title reign other than Roman Reigns. They don't care about anyone but Roman Reigns. Exactly. I, I really the I Usos don't, aren't even having a good title reign. Yeah. Well, they're having a match against the Viking Raiders at Elimination Chamber. That got set up. That should be a good match. Should yeah. be. Let's move on though. Let's move off of this garbage. Okay. Um, Rampage. <laughs> oh shit. Uh only note that I have. Well, actually, I got two notes. The TNT title was defended on tnt so that's that's something sammy guevara beat isaiah cassidy um and then ricky starks and jay lethal was pretty fucking good and the end the the spot at the end was awesome where the the, yeah the finishing move that he countered the lethal injection into like a like almost looked like a gth gts kind of like tiger driver move i don't know what you call it but it was awesome the way ricky starks countered the lethal injection into a finisher yeah that shit was awesome um i do have a question and i i'm only asking it now because this is when i wrote it down and this is obviously before i watched dynamite but um who who should be the next tnt champion and i'm and leave out like anyone that's won it Okay. Oh, so well, I got I, I got this one. I know I know who I want. I think I we might have the same pick. But go ahead. I doubt it. Um, I want Alberto. I mean, Del sorry, Rio? Andrade, Andrade, El Idolo. That's my answer. Yeah. Okay. 
And that's yeah, why I, I really why, think they have to do something. Said, that's why I said I'm asking this question before I watch Dynamite. That's when I wrote it down because he he made it very clear that he wants to go after the TNT title on Dynamite this week. Um, I mean, I think not to mention Andrade have- versus Sammy would be great. Andrade versus Sammy is going to be fucking phenomenal. Andrade versus fucking anybody. Andrade's so good. I think I'll Chad talk more about Andrade like- on Wednesday when we get to Dynamite, but I talked to you in our text message chat about how I'm feeling about Dynamite right now, and Andrade is my is my my number one example. Okay, so bring this. We'll we'll loop back. I have a point to make. What about you, Joe? Well, well. So for, first off, um, I have I didn't think about that question before Dynamite. So I I saw Andrade say that he was going to be the next TNT champion, and I was like, okay, yeah. That that makes me pretty happy. So give me give but, me somebody other than Andrade you got your eye on. Well, Ch- Chad just made a really good point that Alberto Del Rio could be the next. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Keith Lee is a good option. Whoa, dude! Keith, spoilers. You already ruined that shit. Keith Lee would be a good option. Um. Honestly, if uh, Leo Rush signed with the company for a third time. <laughs> no, we're talking about... You're current. only going to get sarcastic answers from Joe. No, no, no. I'm trying to think of a serious answer, and I'm just stalling. Um, Wardlow. Oh, or him, or uh, Dante Martin. Powerhouse Hops. Oh, yes. Hook. Hook. No. <laughs> no, Hook they're gonna up. slow roll Hook for like another year. They're gonna slow roll Hook, and he'll probably be the next uh, FTW champion. Let's be honest. Yeah, Sean Spears will never get any time of not being an idiot on that show. He's the chairman, dude. Which I really liked. I thought that was such a cool name, and I was really a big fan of him after he chair shotted Cody Rhodes' fucking head. I was like, perfect ten. Chairman, I don't give a shit. I'm a big fan. What has he done since? Nothing. Been in the pinnacle. Yep. Taken. He got taken. Taken pins from Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's really all I had for Rampage. I don't know. I have one note from Rampage, and it's that fucking lead pipe hit from Mercedes Martinez to Thunder Rosa's fucking dome piece. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that shit. I thought she knocked her fucking clean. She was crying. Did you see Thunder Rosa was on the ground crying? I did not. I wasn't really paying that much attention. I just kind of raven. Hey. I think um, she legit hit her way harder than she was supposed to. It looked like it. It looked rough. Rough. Yeah. With a capital R U F F. R U F F. Damn, dude. Said I said that way before you did. Leon Ruff. Oh. What happened? Ooh, to him? the next. The next TNT. he's on terminus with a oh he got released okay <laughs> yeah he got released he does uh he's working with uh Jonathan Gresham's company terminus that's Ooh, why he nice. was on the, the the list for the next terminus show is that a company I thought it was like a one time pay per view no I thought it's it was a promotion and, that yeah I I at first it's a promotion it was Jonathan Gresham's running huh I think it's cool. it's it's on the same veins as like PWG and those companies that they don't have like a set roster. They set up shows and have titles. Yeah, they just book people but, for like, yeah, uh, like show up for this many shows. It's not like a an exclusive it's written just, contract. 
it's just full of people you would know, like Impact stars, Ring of Honor stars, old WWE stars, Swerve showing up at the next one. Hmm. Damn. Isaiah Swerve Scott, now known as Swerve the Realist. Such a raw talent that Swerve Scott is. He was never raw. He was SmackDown. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, speaking of raw, B-Fab was a little raw. <laughs> speaking of raw, um, raw was on sci-fi this week. So my DVR didn't record it. So I didn't watch raw at all. Neither so since did I'm Joe. the only one who watched, who watched raw. Well, wait, let me I have, give you... I have questions. I I'm going to write, I'll read you all of my notes from raw from, me, from me not watching. And then I want you to talk about it. Okay. Um, all right, I wrote down fuck sci-fi and the Olympics and my DVR because the Olympics well, is the reason it was on sci-fi. That's all um, true. Also, sci-fi said there was going to be no commercials and instead they just gave us WWE only themed commercials. Okay, I had a I I wrote down limited commercials question mark. Um, the first hour they were like it's commercial free, but then instead of it wasn't commercial free, it was just WWE commercials. Okay. Um, there was a women's elimination chamber match announced. Uh, we'll talk about that. Right. Um, I wrote down, it sounds like it was good. Sounds like it was a good raw that I missed. And, uh, mm-hmm. my last question, did Veer show up? No, but he has was... a new promo. It's longer. Oh, it has him talking a lot. Okay. He could show up any day now, By any day now, I expect summer. He could show up any month now. So probably he'll. So Veer will probably show up this year, right? No, my assumption day is after that, WrestleMania. My assumption is that he's. <laughs> if going they wait to... that long, holy fuck, dude! <laughs> my assumption is that he's going to be. He's going to show up right after he's drafted to SmackDown. I just figured it out. <laughs> I just figured it out. Veer will be at Elimination Chamber. I don't think he's Saudi, is he? No, I think he's pretty Indian. sure he's India. Yeah. Well, they don't really prioritize other Asian countries. They usually just prioritize Mansoor because he's actually from Saudi Arabia. That's true. Like Ali hasn't ever been pushed on that show. Jinder Mahal's never been pushed on those shows. No, Shanky's Ali's never been had buried on that show because what he was like Afghan. Well, he Ghani, went against right? he went against Mansoor the last one. Yeah, and he he was like Af- he's Afghani, right, or Pakistani or something, and I think whatever country he's from, it it they like feud with Saudi Arabia. Not to sound super racist, but doesn't most people feud with Saudi Arabia? Aren't they like That's not, not right. a lot of allies? That's not racist. They're allies with Vince McMahon. Yeah, their only ally is WWE <laughs> <laughs> and Goldberg, probably. They probably love Goldberg. Oh, yeah. They um, do. They always pop for him. All right. So I think we should kick off talking about Raw. Obviously, we've already talked about it for a little bit, but it seems like the biggest news coming out of Raw was the announcement of the women's elimination chamber match. We have five participants announced, one mystery participant. Who's it going to be? Oscar. Oscar. That's who I think as well. Oscar. Joe? Oscar, Oscar, Oscar. Um, Bailey or Oscar? It has to be Oscar, right? Or Bailey. It's got to be one of the two. I, but I've also heard that Lacey Evans is ready to return. So they might swerve us and give us 
really excited for Oscar you think Swerve is going to be the person that shows up in the women's elimination chamber <laughs> match Christ. the raw women's elimination uh, chamber match Jeez, Chad no I think that Lacey Evans is a very likely candidate that would be a good swerve yeah you but think swerve is bad no I was she... using swerve in like the correct uh way like as in like a verb not as in the person like you did yeah because because she she's like <laughs> she's at home taking care of rick, rick flair's kid right <laughs> i forgot about that <laughs> holy shit tell us it was rick flair's kid didn't they yeah holy shit um, I think well, and then the like the, the next week or that week before the next raw, like on online or either the next week on raw, they said, just kidding. But yeah, <laughs> they, they definitely said that on the air. Um, Chad, what else happened on Raw? All right, so <clears throat> quick rundown of some good stuff. Um, the quiz bowl between Alpha Academy and RK Bro was hilarious. Fuck. Absol- absolutely hilarious. Chad Gable, good. Chad Gable was probably awesome. Chad Gable is fucking crushing this gimmick, man. I'm telling you right now. He's one he of was my the favorites best part. right now. Thank you. It's my favorite shoosh. thing. <laughs> no, I love the shoosh. That's my favorite one. With an shoosh. immaculate 4.0 GPA. Don't boo education. Yeah. No, I I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm I'm like loving Chad Gable right now. And he's someone that I've just never been able to really get behind. It's okay. Here's a weird stat for you. Did you, like did you see? I've liked Chad Gable for years. You've liked Chad Gable for years? Years. Why don't you marry him? Ooh. I, asked, I don't I think said, Bree would like that. I asked him. He said no. Um, hmm. Weird Chad Gable stat. This was the first time he's picked up a pin since he pinned Mojo Raleigh in the Thunderdome. Huh. You know what? You know who Chad Gable reminds me a lot of right now? No. Is funny Kurt Angle with hair. You're saying that because he's an Olympian. Well, there's obvious yeah. there's the obvious ties there, but like does he not? Thank you. He, he's always reminded me of Kurt Angle. His style is based in like Roman Greco wrestling. I've Roman always... Greco. Greco Greco Roman, sorry. Uh, no, no, no. You keep saying that. Roman Greco. No, he, he his style is based in Greco Roman wrestling. So he's always reminded me of Kurt Angle in the ring, which is why I was saying for years I've liked Chad Gable. And I'm but not like but like now he's he's tapping into his hilarious side and it's even yeah. more reminding me of Kurt Angle with hair, like the the funny Kurt Angle with hair when he did all the shit back in the day. The ties are there even more the than they ever were. Yeah, that was awesome. It's milk. It's milkomania, said Jr. I can't wait for that. And then also the the Edge and Christian suck or like the you suck stuff, and the the little guitar with the cowboy hat. Yeah. Man, what else? All so right, what totally else, Chad? What else happened? Um, so KO beat Austin Theory in classic 50-50 booking. 50-50 booking, Austin, cool. Austin Theory won the the entrance into the elimination chamber match. I assume Austin Theory is still in the elimination chamber and not Kevin Owens. Yeah, Kevin Owens went backstage and was like, I beat him, I should be in. And they were like, No, and I don't even know if you're gonna be allowed at WrestleMania. And he had this like weird 
like freak out backstage about how much he he has to be at WrestleMania. Yeah, it'd be I K- think they're gonna K-O-mania, build something with this. Ko Mania six or something. Yeah, they're they're clearly gonna build something with Ko going into Mania, and this it might be, be like, Ko Mania seven. Sorry, I just counted. Well, look at you. I can so, count. That was a- good. AJ um, versus Damian sounds good on paper. AJ versus Damian was good, but um, it was short. It was original and it was good, but it was short. AJ picks up a clean pin on Damian Ooh, Priest. Okay, hmm. that was cool. Um, I wonder if there yeah, will be a, a championship contenders match next week. Mm. Mm. I if so, if I if happen. I were a betting man, which I am, and I could put money on that. Which I can't. I would. But let me tell you what I thought was the the best thing on Raw, other than the Elimination Chamber and the Ooh. Quiz Bowl stuff. Okay. The main event was Riddle versus Seth Rollins. And I was shocked oh. that this was announced because Seth Rollins hated Riddle for a long time and refused to work with him. Oh, yeah. I remember the Survivor Series match, right? Where Seth yeah. Rollins, like, uh, it was the Messiah gimmick and he just, like, let himself get pinned. Because Riddle, yep. then the rumor was it was because Riddle was in the match. Yep. Yeah, it was something about Riddle like talking shit about Becky's like appearance or something like that. Which yeah, is just like, Seth had some significant problems with Riddle and has turned down having this match for a really long time. But it, it was they had about half a match and then it turned into a tag match because RKO and KO both got involved. So it well, turned I mean, into RK Bro versus Seth Rollins and KO. And Seth got a clean pin in the tag team match. And it felt like there was some obvious tension between these two teams. And I'm really fingers crossed hoping here for some mania bill. And we get RK bro versus Seth and KO. I would love that. I mean, they've, I mean, they've already had the match though. But I mean, it was like a, it was like uh, eight minutes on raw. Okay. After like an eight minute riddle versus Seth match. They, also, if this match gets booked for Mania, it will get 25 minutes, 20, 25 minutes, and it will be fucking or, a banger. Or, hear me out, just throw Gable and Otis in there. Make it a triple tag match. Make it a little triple threat. You know what I'm saying? I would, I would love that. Stoked. I would love that. Nothing like making your tag titles more relevant than putting like three former world champions in a tag team triple threat match. Triple threat. Triple threat. Yeah, that's about all the uh, good notes. Bobby Lashley cut a really good promo on the show. MVP helped, but it was a lot of Bobby Lashley. I thought it was pretty good, but... On who? The participants in the Elimination Chamber? Mostly on Brock Lesnar and how badass he uh, Bobby Lashley is, and mostly about himself and kind of talk shit about Bobby Lashley. Didn't talk much about anyone else. I mean, sorry, Brock Lesnar, but he didn't talk much about anyone else. Yeah. It was a good promo. It was I good mean, to see Bobby Lashley on the mic and actually not like sucking at it. Yeah, he's gotten he's decades better than what he was when he first started. He was horrendous on the mic when he started. Yeah. Well, have you seen have you seen the story about how MVP got his job as Bobby Lashley's manager? No. Uh no. Apparently he was uh he was on the independent scene. He was trying to get back into wrestling and Paul Heyman apparently is like good friends with him or like they like love each other and Paul Heyman got him a job at WWE as a producer, a writer, 
a manager and a, a wrestler hoping that one of the four stuck and now he just does the managerial duties with Bobby Lashley. So like one of them stuck, I guess. <laughs> Thanks, Paul Heyman. See, I, I thought Paul Heyman's was, a genius. I thought it was literally just like he came back for the Royal Rumble. Was it the Royal Rumble that year? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was the Royal Rumble. 19. Or was no. it 20? It was 20. No, it was, no it, he came back way more recently for like a one It was one-off. 19. 2019. Okay, yeah. 2019 Royal Rumble was his debut again. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then he had one match against Rey Mysterio, and I remember after that he posted on Instagram, "I was so glad that I just had my last match on Raw ever." And then yeah, but then he was like, working two backstage. Weeks later, two weeks later, he was he had another match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently, he was working backstage the whole time, and Paul Heyman was like hiring him to work because that was around the time Paul Heyman was running SmackDown. Apparently, so like MVP was working with him, and and then. The, the the hurt business thing just became like the the lock of what like made sense yeah. for him and yeah which was awesome See, it is awesome joe joe talking about and remembering something like that is what scares me for today's trivia i remember weird things like elimination chamber not elimination chamber well for my I sake know. i hope maybe, you, maybe. once I hope the questions come up i might be able to think for my sake I'll, i hope you're right um, we got we got two more shows. Well, let's get to trivia. I really want to do this trivia. So let's get through these two more. All shows. right, dude. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's only the two best shows of the week. Let's start with NXT, yeah, yeah. obviously. Um, Chad, uh, I'll let you start because the Creed brothers are in the finals with MSK. Dude, they're winning it. I'm telling you right now. Creed brothers are winning the Dusty Cup like I called at the beginning. The All whole right. time. I called the Creed brothers. So if the Creed brothers don't win. I'll be a little sad. Well, no, let's 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 just pretty sad. Let's put something on the line here. Bang bet. Bang bet. Bang bet. You work down the hall for me, dude. The energy drink. No, obviously obviously. the energy drink. (laughs) I was going to say, obviously not. But yeah, I guess we could do the energy drink thing. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're saying msk is gonna win i mean that's the only other option at this point i'm just doing it to go against you i'm i'm not disagreeing with you i'm also not agreeing with you i don't really it, it it's a tough one to pick honestly um i was about to use the if i were a betting man line again um which i am i would i would i would bet on the creed brothers but I'll pick MSK for a. I, it doesn't matter. It's a bang bet. What's a what's a little sex here and there? I mean, uh, energy drink. Yeah, dude. This uh, this Creed Brothers versus GYV had a lot of good spots. I thought it was a great match, and uh, <clears throat> I think the Creed Brothers have really taken over as that they new the, the two the two team that has like come the furthest, the quickest. Oh yeah, of tag teams by far. The Creed Brothers are killing it. They have uh. The GYV hit that cool ring spot, like where they put uh, Brutus, I think, under the ring, and they 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 did like the like, the slingshot thing, the slingshot thing into the bottom of the ring. Uh, I can't even remember the other one's name. He hit Julius. Um, Julius. They're all Roman names. I don't know. Roman Greco. <laughs> Roman Greco <laughs> names. <laughs> hey, 
Go fuck yourself. They're about to re they're about to rename Roger Strong Caesar Strong. Um <laughs> Diamond Mine from Greco Roman. I no, Roman no, no, Greco. no. The the stable is gonna be renamed Caesar's Palace. <laughs> <laughs> Ivy Nile will be little Caesars. <laughs> their new leader of Roman Reigns. All right, that was too Whoa. far. Too far. What? Yeah. Super good match at the beginning. GYV and Creed Brothers, obviously Creed Brothers win. And then late in the show, um, MSK beats Anafi and Blade. Also a good match. I didn't think it was quite as good of a match because Anafi and Blade are still a little uh, green. I like them, though. I thought, yeah, they are, one, hilarious in their backstage segments. Very, very funny. Definitely very athletic, I thought. And they do some cool stuff in the ring. Yeah. Joe, you just watched NXT, so very fresh in your mind your thoughts yeah, it is very it is very fresh on my mind um first of all i'm getting over on wendy chu i love wendy chu dude i love the I, gimmick i i like so on a sur- on the surface the gimmick is kind of kind of stupid but, but then but then when you see her in the ring and she starts doing her moves into like a sleeping position like snorlax I'm just cracking up the fucking entire time. It's one of those gimmicks. It's like Andre Chase, but Chase you. Like, it's one of those gimmicks. It's like, this is stupid. And then it just gets over. Yeah. So it's awesome. The way she incorporates yeah, I, into her moves is what gets me yeah, going. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's the gimmick like, sucks, but she incorporates it into every move. It's the jumping into a sleeping position into like an elbow that, that, that gets me every time. Yeah. Or, or she, she's like, She's like just wringing someone's neck and then she, she like puts her hands together and like falls asleep on them. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, she but yeah. beat uh, <laughs> Tiffany Stratton in this match. Do you want to see what Tiffany Stratton looks like to my wife? Uh, Squilliam? Or wait, Handsome it's, that, it's the Handsome Squidward. 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 She, t- <laughs> she told me that <laughs> Tiffany Stratton looks like Handsome Squidward because she's got those like super defined cheekbones and yeah. uh, chin. Yeah, no, she's. I couldn't honestly, stop seeing it as honestly, soon as I saw it. Yeah, now that you showed me that. I, yeah, I yeah. could definitely see wow. it. You and I were talking about it earlier, Chad, was, was she's got those definite cheek implants that just I don't think look good at all. There's just something no. weird about her that just takes her, I don't know, I, takes her off of a sup level. At, at the same time, I feel like she could become that that like Charlotte Flair, not not like level of wrestling because she's not a good wrestler at all, but like Charlotte Flair, where people think think she's like super attractive, and I'm just like, why don't why don't I agree with them? I will say though, she did impress me with two different things in this match. She hit like a a bounce move where she went from one rope to another rope, yeah, to like a springboard move, and was like, I was very surprised she could do that. Um, and then there was another move where she hit like a some like very technical wrestling move later in the thing. And I'm like, clearly she is getting a lot of work backstage and they are quickly getting her up to stuff with like the, the women's talent on NXT. So I would be very shocked if she's not in the top tier echelon of NXT women very soon. So you're saying she's going to get a push. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, they can't. They they can't afford that on NXT right now. The roster's not big enough. They're no, adding dude. WWE superstars. Honestly, to NXT, like, oh, which we need to like talk. Maybe about. Maybe if they completely rebooted her character, 
then she'd be all right. But as of right daddy, now, I think daddy would be a, so upset if they did that, though. Right now, I think she's getting a, <laughs> push. Like a very large push. I can't stand it when people say that. When, what? Daddy? Please stop. Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Chad, you mentioned something there. Uh, they're having WWE superstars show up on NXT. Let's talk about this little contract signing that happened between Braun Breaker and Santos Escobar. Boy. It was awesome. Some things happened here. I I honestly... No, just fucking say it. Dolph Ziggler showed up. Yeah, well, we already said it. Yeah, so, Joe, spoiled that. Joe, Joe spoiled that earlier. Whoever said DZ ruined it before. Oh, yeah, that was Chad. Chad said DZ. I didn't say that. <laughs> okay, daddy. Uh, uh yeah so i honestly go ahead joe i love it i love that nxt 2.0 is using the established stars that they have on on the We'll say at the main roster because it officially is the main roster again. Oh yeah, you're using those established stars to build up their developmental developmental talent. It's it's the perfect way to use people who obviously have a fan following but aren't in a main storyline. Yeah, it's great. And like I I feel like a uh, a few years back, people were like clamoring to have Ziggler on NXT because he wasn't doing shit on the main roster. It never happened. And now he's here, and we're getting everything we wanted like a few years ago. It's the same thing they did with AJ Styles a couple weeks ago. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's a great idea. Well, I think the difference here is that he actually said the words, I work Tuesday nights now. Yeah. So this might be longer than like just a, a quick appearance, beats Grayson Waller, moves on like AJ's was. I got to be honest. I really hope that it is because yeah, Dolph Ziggler on NXT. Dolph Ziggler in a takeover style match that like, you know, you get the takeovers are what? Well, they're they're not a thing anymore. First of all, uh, NXT special or premium live events. You know, you've got two to two and a half hour long show with five matches. Each match gets 20 to 25 minutes. Dolph Ziggler in that environment is going to be fucking amazing. Dude, not yeah. to mention the first thing they're setting up is him versus Tommaso Ciampa here. Yep. And holy shit, that match is going to be fuego. Yeah, yeah. he, he did kind of shit on, on NXT a little bit during during his little promo. Yeah, I think he naturally, yeah. But yeah, he said like you get cheered by the same 300 Florida residents every week. And I was like, hey, that's not cool, man. <laughs> it wasn't like that before the pandemic. I mean... They were, I feel like it kind of was. It wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. But they still they they toured. Oh, yeah. I, I was saying they, more of like when they were at full sale every week before they started touring. Yeah, but their 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 pay-per-views were oh sold were, out arenas out, selling out. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, they're like Chad and I went to that live event, except not together. But we, we both went to that live event here in Charleston. So fuck him. You know, yep. you have some major heat for me right now, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, but I bet you'll tune in next week, won't you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, this is what I'm saying. NXT is fucking crushing it week in and week out right now. Yes. And, uh, this is getting... It, every week, it just feels like it's getting, gets better and better. 
Not yep. to mention next week sounds holy shit. Next oh, week, yeah, NXT good. Vengeance Day is going to be, as Chad would say, fuego. So we've got let's let's just preview here real quick. Braun Breaker, Santos Escobar will be probably main event for the champ NXT Championship. Yep. Uh, women's tag. Um. Yep. Titles. Uh, the the Persia K- Pierogi, there's a right. Yep. Persia Pierogi. Persia Pierogi and Indy Hartwell versus Toxic Attraction. Sup. Uh, steel Cage. <laughs> the, I'm sorry. It was a weaponized, weaponized, steel, weaponized cage. steel Cage match. Uh, Tony D'Angelo and Pete Dunne. Sup. Yes. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah. what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I thought we were talking about Mandy Rose. <laughs> Um, no, we haven't, we, something Pete done. we haven't gotten there yet, Joe. Um, <laughs> uh, Cameron Grimes and uh, holy shit, Carmelo yeah, Hayes. You, you would laugh North, at that. You, you American championship, that, yeah. That you, uh, you Shano Mac supporter. Oh, yeah. Let's not forget Chad owns the 2016 <laughs> Shano Mac jersey from Survivor Series. Woof, and wore it. And Dude. wore it at the Royal Rumble. While we were talking about Capital Carnage. Speaking mm. of Vengeance Day, the last thing we're forgetting is the Dusty Cup finals are next oh, week yeah. between MSK and my the, boys, the Kree brothers. For the bang bet, yeah. You I'm excited. really want to have sex, though, so don't worry. <laughs> That's what it... Isn't that what a bang bet is? What? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe to Joe. All right. Um... But yeah, Vengeance Day is going to be fucking awesome. Uh, but the main event for NXT this week was the NXT Women's Championship, Mandy Rose versus Kaylee Ray. This was this was good. Yeah, good. It was good. I liked the save at the end. Like the Io, Io Shirai save at the end of it. Yeah, Io Shirai declaring or basically making herself uh, known as the next challenger to mandy rose the number two contender right do you think that uh kaylee ray I mean, and Shirai are going to be in the women's dusty cup together kaylee ray and eo Shirai? i don't know they yeah, said in probably. the backstage segment that eo Shirai was looking for a partner and that she had found somebody and zoe stark was like who is it who is it and eo was like i'm not telling you and walked off and then the next time she shows up she's helping kaylee ray yeah, probably. I could see that. If that happens, they're definitely winning. Yeah, I could also see that. Over Raquel and Cora, though, those yeah. are going to be the main, the, the final two teams by far. Like that's easy. Bang those bet. will be the final two teams, and you got to chill out with all the sex. It's an energy drink, you fucking perv. <laughs> you Shane O'Mac jersey wearing perv. <laughs> Oh, this is fun. This this is what you get for begging us to watch Capital Carnage. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, Shane O'Mac made some really good points there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it was Chad, bad. Chad, where were you last January 6th? Oh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I was working. <laughs> Where for the deep state? Uh, no, I was working. I literally thought you almost said DC. <laughs> no, I was uh, not working in Washington, DC. That's for damn sure. Moving on to AEW Dynamite, which was awesome. 
Twas. Um, and surprisingly enough, Shane O'Mac didn't show up. Yeah. Crazy. Shocker. Crazy. Thought that would be the forbidden door entrance. Uh, or not entrant, but signing that we had. Or not signing, but just sighting, maybe. Um, should we just start with that? We've already, I mean, I've already spoiled Keith Lee. That oh, wasn't dude. the forbidden door. I know, I know, but there was two. We could talk about Keith Lee. There was a the, big, and then the other one. There was the big uh, free agent signing that was Keith Lee, but the forbidden door entrant was motherfucking Jay, Jay White. White. The switchblades here, boys. There, yeah, and that just opens so many doors of possibility for the Bullet Club. I'm dude. so excited because AEW really hasn't done anything to touch on like elite versus bullet club or like any of that there's so many ways they could go with that breaking up the elite the elite versus uh red dragon that 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 we're probably still going to see there's so many avenues that the elite could go down right now and i'm super psyched for it it's going to be fucking awesome like this next this next year just anything revolving around the elite the bucks Adam Cole, Kenny, Kenny. Um, so just like last year. I mean, what do you expect, dude? There, I mean, no, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being derogatory here. I'm saying, but like you were saying, this entire year, anything revolving around them is going to be awesome. That's what last year was too. Most things that, yeah, but last year they were are awesome though. That's true. Last year it was the elite on top of the company owning all the titles and doing everything. Yeah, and this year in, it's going to be like in Adam devolving them. Yeah, dude, imagine if they were like, let's put Adam and Jay White versus like Kenny and somebody, and I don't know, but maybe Cody gets involved because at one point he was a Bullet Club guy. Like, yeah, but let's just get fuck it. Let's get all the Bullet Club. Club in here. Yeah, okay, like, let's Cody. Let's get Cody. Hangman, uh, Kenny, the the Bucks, uh, Adam, Jay White. Let's get it all of them in there. Bring all oh, fuck it. Do a deal with fucking Impact again. Bring the Good Brothers back in here. Bring every Bullet Club guy you can fucking find, and let's just fucking fight it out in the ring. Okay, yeah, I bet you want to see Mark do this girl. thing. <laughs> you said every Bullet Club member. You said every Bullet Club member. That's what you said. <laughs> well besides chad really wanting to see marty scroll return to the ring I hate you um, guys i hate you guys <laughs> going back to keith lee so keith lee was the surprise uh signing who was in a face of the revolution qualifying uh match so he beat isaiah cassidy pretty handedly the fucking i don't know what you call it like a hip toss that he did to him he threw him fucking at least 10 feet in the air and all the way across the ring. It was fucking insane. Like they're near the beginning of the match. Um, and Keith Lee is in the face of the revolution ladder match. I love Keith Lee in a ladder match, which goes into, this is what Chad and I were talking about last night. He's currently showing me the card for, I believe, uh, AEW revolution, Revolution, which is in Keith Lee. It's it's a month. It's we're we're a month away, less than a month away. Is it on March eighth? I think less than a month away. We're less than a month away from AEW Revolution, and we have one match announced, which is the Face of the Revolution ladder match. 
and it has one March sixth. It has one entrant in it. We've got like nothing. And the winner will face Sammy Guevara for a TNT title match. We have they have announced that we have we have nothing going on for AEW Revolution. It's less than a month away. There are some things that after watching Dynamite last night that are kind of potentially picking up here. MJF versus uh, Hangman Adam Page. I no, Adam no. Cole. It'll dude. be Adam Cole, dude. Uh, yeah, you're right. No, it's it's that's not what he says. He doesn't say Adam Cole, dude. It's Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> Correct. That is that is factually correct. Thank you. This kind of, your 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 statement kind of leads into my two frustrations. I, I I told you last night is that I feel like AEW is trying really hard to win the ratings game, so they're putting a lot of effort into the weekly show, and they're doing that by always saying we're gonna have some surprise guy showing up next week, and there's more surprises than there is storytelling, well, which yeah, is and- fine. It, it's yeah, but okay because to, it gets me to watch to spend like, I get to, it. to spend a surprise though on a qualifying match for a ladder match you don't need storytelling for that well that brings me to my second point that worries me when your big surprise is a guy who's getting into a ladder match the same way the big surprise was andrade or the big surprise was malachi black or the big surprise was brody king or the big surprise was blank 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 or blank the roster is so fucking big right now that the people that I was so excited for were the same way I was excited for Keith Lee last night. Don't wrestle often. How yeah, often does Andrade if, wrestle? He has Andrade less than did. 10 matches. Yeah. yeah. What? What the fuck? I was you, so stoked for Andrade to show up because I love Andrade in NXT. Yeah. I liked Andrade in the main card against Rey Mysterio and that like, those so like good. three or four, those three or four matches they did on Raw, I think, or SmackDown. Yeah. Holy shit. Andrade did some really great stuff with WWE, and here he is as the Andrade Hardy family office now. Like, what? They're wasting the fuck out of some of these guys. But somehow on Dynamite last night, I just watched a Blade match. Come on. The roster is just so fucking big that I don't get who I want to see enough. And then sometimes that sacrifices. It's good for it's good for some reasons and bad for others. Like I like the fact that every time I get a pay per view, I'm usually getting a lot of diversity from when I watched the last pay per view. I like that. Yeah. You know, obviously the champions are still there, but diversity from pay per view to pay per view is significant. Great. That's awesome because they only do four of them. So if I was watching rematches of pay per views, I'd be fucking pissed. Unless it weren't at the same it, time. We haven't. Well. Kenny Omega and Adam Page faced each other at full gear two years in a row, but different story there. Yeah. That's beside that. They added a title in there to make it like totally different stipulation. You're right here. I just think that the roster has become so fucking large. I'm, I'm starting to get very concerned about being able to see all these people. I was excited to come to AEW. Yeah. And yeah. I think and it sucks to say it like I, I don't I don't think it's going to get any better for those specific people until some day one contracts expire. Dude, let me give you another one. Ruby Soho. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. The I roster jumped off the, the fucking couch. For Ruby the roster. Soho and- the roster is too big for three hours of television a week. It just is. Yep. 
and I'm not watching dark and elevation just to watch my favorite people squash some person that's on the indie scene. Not a chance. And it's not to no say way. that the the three hours, well, two out of the three hours, they, uh, I was two and a half out of the three hours of television they put on a week are fucking awesome, though. Yeah, 100%. I will give them I will give them that. It's just I think you're right. I wish we could see more and I'll play devil's advocate both way. I, I, I wish we could see more of the high profile matches versus seeing a match like we saw last night where. I don't even remember who fucking Blade faced. I just remember Blade was in a match. Wardlow. He got crushed by Wardlow. Oh, yeah. There Ward- were there was three matches on Dynamite I don't give a fuck about, which is significantly higher than normal. So the two women's squash matches and that one. Yes. <laughs> and they still don't sell women well, by the way. Here we are. Serena Deeb squashed some nobody. Whoopity-doo. Yeah. I just think that, like, we're going to have to wait for some contracts to expire because they're not going to release people. I don't think they're going to do business that way. Like I think they're just going to choose to not renew contracts, which I think is the more civil way to release a wrestler. And um, I think because they're open to like let people perform everywhere else, that will give people the opportunity to go pick where they want to go when they do have contract expire. Exactly. So the people that do leave that I like, like a Brian Cage, which is definitely going to leave. Yeah, I can I can still watch him somewhere. He used to be a big impact guy. Maybe he goes back there. I know WWE has interest in Brian Cage. That would be awesome. He fits Vince McMahon's mold. Yeah, big sweaty guy, big sweaty man. Like I also get also get to watch Brian Cage because they let them open those forbidden doors and go wrestle where they want. So good on for them for that. And I'm just hoping that when they start like lowering the roster some, I still get to go watch some of these people somewhere else. Yeah, I agree. Um. Some other stuff that happened. Uh, there was all the MJF and Punk stuff. Uh, just kind of the backlash from last week. MJF did a uh, just the most obnoxious entrance of all time to even start the show and just made out with some chick. Twitter was saying that was his girlfriend. I don't know. I doubt it, but who knows? Um, Good for him. Yeah, and then they basically set up like I did like how CM Punk in his promo at the beginning of the show just furthered tried tried to further expound upon the the tension that is obviously building between Wardlow and the rest of the pinnacle. Because when Wardlow breaks breaks free from that and eventually has his match with MJF and hopefully fucking beats him, it's going to be awesome. Wardlow's gonna be the biggest, like one of the biggest faces in the company. Can we just uh, mention real quick that I think two of the the premier three uh, factions of AEW are falling apart right now because the inner, inner circle, circle, that the pinnacle, pinnacle is painful. Are, I would say the elite, oh, the elite is the other. Yeah, and I think that's going to happen in the next year too. So like, I mean, those I think are your we're three biggest. Some... Those are your three biggest factions. So like, maybe the, the maybe the whole faction game is falling apart because people complain about it so much. I, I complain about it a lot. I, I'm not a huge fan of the everyone's in a faction game. I like factions. I don't like everyone's in a faction kind of stuff. But I don't mind it, and I I think I've said this before, but it just it helps it helps build a rivalry without having rematch after rematch. I, yeah. I agree with you on that. It gives you originality week to week when you're building towards a pay per view because they can face different members of different factions. Um, I just like that. I lo- I'd prefer it, but there was a larger contingent of AEW wrestlers that weren't in a tag team or have a partner or was in a faction. Just lower the quantity is all I'm asking, but it, 
this was a good build. CM Punk totally hints at the the pinnacle Wardlow break. The inner circle meeting was good too tonight. So I think these are being billed correctly if you're going to break up some factions. Yeah. I hope the inner circle one leads to a Santana and Ortiz ta- uh, tag title shot because I've been wanting them to hold the tag titles for quite some time. I think the they zinger of it. the night, the, the zinger of the night with the LAX comment by the Demi guy. Yeah. The, the influencer, Chris Jericho. He, the influencer, he called himself. He apparently he trademarked the influencer. So he's going to start calling Christ. himself the in, the influencer. I don't know the if that's actually God, true. Chris Jericho put a zinger down on them saying he he pulled the wrong two LAX members from Impact and asked where Hernandez and her homicide were. And I was like, holy fuck, that's yeah. bringing the original LAX into this whole thing. Yeah, that was good. Um other big, the other big thing was the main event, the Texas Death Match for the yep. AEW World Championship. <clears throat> My God, Hangman Page and Lance Archer beat the ever living fuck out of each other. This they is were, my favorite Lance Archer match I've ever watched. My God, this was good. It was so fucking. There was so much blood. The fucking the blackout on the stairs was a disgusting spot. It was I. Yeah. I thought Hangman was injured, like beyond anything, like beyond His even hand being got, like caught on the way down too. It looked in like the it ring. got caught, and it could have like snapped something in there. But he seemed mm-hmm. fine. And then the ending spot, like where Archer earlier in the match had set up some tables on the outside, and they during the match had took down. I think Dan Lambert took down the the top rope, so there was only the yeah. middle and bottom rope in this match. So Hangman couldn't do the buckshot lariat, which was good storytelling for that portion of it. But Hangman still mm-hmm. found a way when the ref was bent over picking something up. He like vaults himself over the ref and then does a buckshot lariat while Archer's like on the outside and they both go through the tables to the end spot of the match. It was fucking glorious. It was awesome. Yeah, this was like the perfect if we're going to say death matches, right? I'm with Joe usually on the deathmatch concept. I'm not a fan of deathmatches. This is like the perfect deathmatch concept. This is this is what I like in deathmatches. Like, yeah, there there was this was fake blood, not a lot of real blood. They didn't use a ton of spiky stuff. Like, I don't like barbed wire the and fork. like forks. They did <laughs> use fork and yeah. they did use some barbed wire, but it wasn't overused here. And I then don't mind they used bar- a lot I of- never mind barbed wire because I know that it's after watching the barbed wire deathmatch. I know that it's rigged a certain way because if you remember the barbed wire death match moxley and kenny didn't bleed when they landed on the barbed wire because it i don't know if it was must have been made out of balsa wood (laughs) what is balsa like a really weak wood or something (laughs) jesus jesus somebody's (laughs) been gone for a while yes answers yes i I, I was there when you said that (laughs) in your wood shopping class yeah. This did have a good conclusion too, because uh, Adam Cole came out at the conclusion of the match. Adam Cole, dude. <laughs> 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 but yeah, he came out after and uh, placed the belt back on Hangman's shoulders after he won. Uh, just kind of letting him know that he's there. And I, yeah, like I said, that's probably going to be our match at Revolution. But who knows? Because we don't have this any other matches perfectly. Announced. This leads perfectly into this this revolution. I mean, to this elite and bullet club stuff because he didn't attack him. He yeah. put the belt on, 
tapped it a couple times and walked away. Because Adam, I think they're going to play Cole, on the fact that Adam Cole has no beef with Hangman Page. Yeah. So and yeah. they were both in Bullet Club at the same time. Adam got booted before Hangman broke off with with Cody. Adam Cole got murdered. If you watch well, he, Being the Elite. <laughs> well, yeah, he drank a can of Monster, and that you know that killed him. It had poison in it. Yeah. Chad has no idea what we're talking. I have no idea what you're talking about. But it I'll was the it, that's it. how they that's how they wrote him off being the elite. Isn't Adam Cole dead? Yeah. Well, no, he's not. He's alive and well. Um, but yeah, that's that's really all I had for dynamite. I don't know if you guys have anything else. Yep, that's all I got. Well, uh then let's get into trivia. Chad has prepared some elimination chamber themed trivia for us this week all right uh, down. since since we probably won't have joe on next week when we make predictions for the elimination chamber pay-per-view chad take it away all right we have only two multiple choice questions per person and then we have a lightning round i'm pretty excited about today oh fuck yeah so we're gonna wait. do two two multiple questions choice questions per person and then we'll end in a lightning round where both you can earn back and forth points. I love it. Are you ready? Yes. Who's first? All right. Joe is going first today because Joe won last time. Fuck. Okay. okay. All right, Joe. The first Elimination Chamber match was held at what event? Damn, dude. Damn, I was really hoping you were going to ask a early elimination chamber question, and I thank you a lot. Uh, lifeline. All right. Your answers are elimination chamber, New Year's Revolution, Royal Rumble, or Survivor Series. Please don't get it right. 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 Royal Rumble. Yes. Survivor that Series. Incorrect. Damn. Yep. I was, I was Dylan stills a point. Let's go. It was Survivor Series in 2002. Shawn Michaels won. That's been around for a long time. All right. The second elimination. Okay, Dylan, are you ready? Yeah. The second elimination chamber match was held at what event? SummerSlam. That is correct. 2003. I think Triple H or or Goldberg won that. They were the final two. All right. It's 2-0 Dylan. Going back to you, Joe. You ready? Yeah. All right, Joe. Who has won the most Elimination Chamber matches? The answer of how many they've won is four. Oh, fuck. I hope you say one of the two people I'm thinking of because I have two answers. And I just hope you say the wrong one. Actually, I think I know what the answer is. God, it would really suck if he didn't remember anyone who's ever won an elimination chamber. (laughs) (laughs) That it was well for me so far, Mr. I uh, thought I would suck at this. 
Oh man. Just yeah. guess somebody. Randy Orton. Ooh. Triple Randy H. Orton is incorrect. The answer is Triple H. Yep. Let's go. He's won four elimination chamber. Let's go. Three nothing Dylan with his question upcoming. You're fucked, Joe. All right, Dylan. Who has won the most eliminations? Who has the most eliminations and the most appearances? Same person. Both answers. Ten eliminations, eight appearances. I'm going to feel really dumb when it's somebody else. But I remember this. This is your last question. You can use your lifeline here. Oh, yeah. Lifeline. I think I know the answer. There's no fatal four. There's no lifeline for the uh, upcoming round. Uh, A, Chris Jericho. B, John Cena. C, Triple H. Or D, Randy Orton. All right. Well, my answer was going to be Kane. So it's not going to be Kane anymore. Um, Same again. You said Jericho, Orton, Cena, and Triple H? Yes. Jericho. That is correct. Jericho has been an eight of these and has 10 eliminations. Man, that's a pretty steep mountain you got to climb there, bud. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for the lightning round? What's up? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Ex- explain, sure. explain lightning round though. I don't get it. We have Is to answer quickly. All right, it should be. That's not. We, you don't have to answer quickly. There are 19 different people or tag teams who have won an elimination chamber. We're going to go back and forth. You get a point for each person you get right. You only get one guess per turn. Once you've gotten three guesses wrong, you are eliminated, and the other person Ooh, continue playing. Let's go. So. Uh, this first question goes to Joe. You get to name anyone who's ever won the Elimination Chamber. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan is correct. Sean Michaels. Point... Hold on. Let me write up my fucking scoreboard here. Sean, um, say again, Sean Michaels. Sean Michaels. Sean Michaels is correct. 17 remaining answers. Shannon Baszler. Shayna Baszler is correct. Triple H. Triple H is correct. Um, Randy Orton. Randy Orton has won an Elimination Chamber match. John that Cena. Correct. John Cena is correct. You going in order, I mean, Dylan? Maybe. <laughs> All right, Joe. Six are off the board. It's funny because the next person I'm going to guess is the next, I think the next one. But we'll see. Kofi Kingston. Ooh. That is incorrect. Yikes. Oh, wait, he didn't win that one? All right, I'm going to go with one that I know. Um, the Boston Hug Connection. Yeah, the Sasha Banks and Bailey have won an uh, elimination chamber. That is correct. Joe, I could have sworn Kofi won that one. No, he lost it to Daniel Bryan, which set up their win, their Uh, match going into Mania. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um.
I've got like four guesses on like just <laughs> Nia, one Nia Jax. Nia Jax is not one in Elimination Chamber. That's two strikes, Joe. Yikes, dude. That's fine. I don't All right, care. I'll say I'll say anymore. an off the wall one. Uh, Ryback. Ryback has won an Elimination Chamber. He won an Elimination Chamber match for the Intercontinental Championship. That is true. 2015. All right, Joe. <laughs> this is fun. You're only saying that because you're dominating. I haven't gotten anything wrong yet. Joe, I can't believe you're not getting some of these recent ones. Yeah, I, that's what I'm trying to think of is. All right, let's see. You could obviously cut a lot of my thinking. I am going to. There are some really big names on this list. That just yeah, me. lots of big names. Yeah, but if I get one wrong, then I fucking... You're going to lose. Yeah, that's true. Kane. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's Kane wrong, has right not... Now. I know. That's not one. All right. I'm just <clears throat> going to go rapid fire until I lose. Um, okay. Lesnar? Lesnar has never won an elimination oh, chamber. I thought he won that one. Um, okay. That's fine. Uh, Lashley? Until this year. Lashley won the extreme elimination chamber. Yeah. Um, Edge? Edge has won twice. Uh, Taker? Taker has won more than once. Uh, Batista has never won. Fuck. All That's right, I had a, I had another name that was that was lined up that I knew was right, but I didn't say yet. Um, oh, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is correct. Um, yeah. After that, I'm kind of. So, if Joe said. Kofi Kingston, does that mean that the New Day has, like, are you counting that as the New Day? I was not counting that as the New Day. Uh, no, there was a tag one, and I can't remember who fucking won. There are two tag teams yeah, that have I won know. it. I want to say, man, I want to say it's like the New Day and the Usos, but I don't remember. Uh, I'll just go with the New Day. Fuck it. The New Day has won one. <laughs> that sucks. That Joe said Kofi Kingston. Um, fuck it. The Usos. The Usos have not. That's your third strike. All right. Who'd we miss? You, you did get 10 of the possible 19 answers, which is impressive to win this round of trivia 14 to three. Wow. Uh, the people you missed Chris Jericho. I thought he never. Okay. Wow. I didn't think he ever he won, won one. He won one. CM Punk. Did we miss a women's one? Did we miss like Alexa Bliss? Alexa Bliss. Fuck. Okay. Roman Reigns. Did he? All right. So he won the one that Lesnar got all the eliminations. I thought Lesnar won that. Roman Reigns won the one Strowman got all the eliminations in. Oh, that was that one. Okay. Uh, The Miz and John Morrison. Two years ago. Sure. 
tag team titles. And then last year, Drew McIntyre defended his title in an elimination chamber. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Well, oh, and then uh and then Miz cashed in right afterwards. Yep. Forgot all about that. Yep. He did do oh, that. Oh, how times have changed. Well, it's fine. I knew I was going to do poorly at this. I thought I was going to do poorly at this, but Chad's questions revolved around the elimination chamber matches that I knew, the early ones. Um and then like records for elimination chambers. But anyways, that wraps up uh my trivia win. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Chad, uh, for silently applauding me. They're definitely applauding me right now. Uh, trivia champ forever. That's me. Uh, next week, we're going to have our predictions for the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view and also the hopefully the build towards AEW Revolution. I don't know. We'll see if they actually start it next week. And then NXT Vengeance Day. Those are going to be the big portions of our weekly recap from next week. Um, Joe, probably not going to be here next week, so it'll just be me and Chad. So probably not any trivia unless Joe makes a surprise appearance somehow. I have no idea how that would happen. But as always, you can follow us on Twitter at DDT Pod. We've been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan, Chad, and Joe, and we will catch you on down the road. Thinking about